Hey Hope family, I have decided to call this devotional, I Decided to Know Nothing. And I'll be looking at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 in a minute. But tonight, Mark and I will be on Facebook and our YouTube channel, and we'll have a video where we're going to talk about all of the different theories that are out there, the misinformation, conspiracy theories, the ideas of where all this COVID-19 stuff came from, and just what is our role as Christians in the midst of this confusion and um, this era even that we live in, because it's not just this time that we are fighting against uh, misinformation, but it's all of the time. I remember when The Onion, which is like a website, and they put out fake very fake news. It's a satirical website. And I remember when that was new and getting fooled by that uh, and seeing other people get fooled by that. But now it's not just one website or two. It's even credible news sources are occasionally, uh, they report something that they thought was true, but it isn't. And if you want to believe something, you can find the information that will back that up. And if you want to disprove something, you can find someone who disagrees with it. So it can definitely be confusing times and hard to navigate for all people. But as Christians who are seeking to be the light of the world and seeking to uh, maintain a testimony in the world, we want to be careful about how we interact with that. And so as I was thinking about tonight's video and thinking about all this, here are just a, a couple of bonus thoughts from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I think we all want to be in the know, right? We all want to look like we know what is going on. In, in all circumstances, some of us are a little bit more prideful than others. Some of us are more willing to admit when we don't know something. Um, but some of us, are especially bad at doing that and we will keep up the charade for as long as we can to make people think that we know more than we actually know and that can get us into trouble sometimes sometimes we can skate by and when no one's around we can figure out the information we didn't know and then everyone's none the wiser on what was previously our ignorance uh, i am actually one of those people uh, I think by the grace of God that I have grown in that and I'm more willing to admit my ignorance when I have it, but I still definitely struggle with it and have struggled with it plenty in the past. I worked uh, as a I worked in restaurants for years. I worked at Ruby Tuesday in Deford Mall. I worked at Charlie Brown's. When I worked at Ruby Tuesday, I was I worked at the salad bar, so I didn't do much of waiting tables, and I didn't have to know the menu or the drink menu or any of that. And then when I went to Charlie Brown's, I started to wait tables. And at this point, I was probably 19, 18, 19, 20 years old, uh, and my knowledge of alcoholic beverages was low. I knew I could name beers that I saw commercials for and um, I could name drinks but I didn't know what went into them and since we had a full bar there uh, I was supposed to know more about alcohol than I actually did and I remember we uh, made a transition where we if a table ordered a bottle we were to bring the bottle to the table and open it there you know be nice and classy well, I had never opened a bottle of wine before, but instead of telling anyone that, uh, I just went along as if I knew what I was doing. And so I had a table who ordered a bottle of wine, and I brought it to the table, and 
to the best of my ability, I opened that bottle of wine. And I'm proud to say that I did a really good job of it. And I was proud of myself. And I actually told the table afterwards. I was like, so just so you know, that was the first bottle of wine I ever opened. And uh, kind of half jokingly, maybe they were just patronizing me, but they gave me a, a slight round of applause there. But obviously that could have ended a lot worse for me. The I could have broken the cork and lots of things i could have spilled the bottle of wine broken the bottle of wine whatever Uh, lots of things that would have been less than ideal could have happened and my pride kept me from being prepared for that moment Uh, luckily i was able to get through it and no harm was done but we're not always so lucky when we allow our ignorance to get into the way and so as we live in an era where there's so much information and we're supposed to be there's even shame for not knowing that when you admit that you don't know something or that you're not sure or when you're not going to take a hardline stance on something because you know that there are two sides of the issue or at least two sides being pushed on the issue and you're not ready to make a decision there can be shame and uh, even guilt in that that you feel like you have to take a stand on something i want to encourage you to fight back against that there are some things that you may know to be true because of your area of expertise or because of your area of study but there are probably more things there are more things that you don't know about and you have people that you trust you have Uh, gut instincts, but you don't actually know. And you don't have to take a hardline stance on that. As the light of the world, we don't have to take a hard stance on those things. And I think we get that from uh, Paul and from the apostles. So this is, these are Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. He says, and I, when I came to you, brothers and sisters, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I really think that needs to be our posture as we approach any issue that's happening in the larger world. We can have thoughts and feelings and emotions and gut instincts and preferences, but when we come trying to make puff ourselves up in wisdom and lofty speech and try to make ourselves experts in things that we're not experts in, we take away from the thing, the message that we've been asked to carry out. Paul says, I came and I decided to know nothing except for Jesus Christ crucified, and that my message was not in lofty or convincing words, but in a demonstration of the Spirit. And so we're not going to convince people to agree with us all of the time, and probably most of the time. We're not going to get people to change their opinions on things, but we can know Christ crucified, Christ resurrected, we can know the power of the Spirit, and we can be a demonstration of the Spirit's love. I think of also uh, Peter and John's words in Acts chapter 4 after uh, they are arrested and they're confronted and told to stop talking about Jesus. They say, we cannot stop talking about the things that we have seen and the things that we have heard. Their experience, that's what they were relying on. Eventually, we see the New Testament writers, the apostles, bring in the Old Testament and how it points to Jesus. But that 
wasn't really the foundation of their faith. The foundation of their faith was their experience with Jesus Christ. And so as we walk in a world that is rife with misinformation and rife with contention, seeking to pit people against one another, we need to be, we need to decide to know nothing except for Christ crucified and to be a demonstration of the Spirit's love and power.